0: what's up this is your host one of your hosts drew obviously i'm here with not drew aka brian and this is the entry proof podcast episode four so we started the entry proof podcast on uh, my trip down to louisville in january which was rad and that's actually where we are recording this episode today it's been a pretty swell trip and uh, we just got to thinking that you know a lot of people when they come down to the bourbon capital of the world in Kentucky, Louisville, Bardstown, Lexington, at Lawrenceburg, and the like, um, you know they come and they want to take home a special bottle. They're they're hoping to find rad bourbons, limited bourbons, and ryes that they can't get back home. Whether back home is Milwaukee, Santa Fe, Boise. New York, Albany, Canada, (laughs) all of Canada, (laughs) regardless of where you're from, not Kentucky. You know that a lot of us bring that motivation when we come to Kentucky, but really bourbon hunting here is as difficult as anywhere else. So we thought we should do an episode on bourbon hunting in and around Louisville. I mean, I spent all day yesterday, like pretty much all day, from 10 o'clock in the morning to four o'clock in the afternoon, just driving around Louisville, stopping at liquor stores. And Brian lives here, obviously, so when it comes to whiskey hunting, I have a day of experience, plus a couple other trips, and then Brian has his whole life. So, a little bit of guidance, that's what this episode is, a little bit of guidance for you. Whiskey hunting in general, but specifically when you come to Louisville, in and around this area, What should you be looking for? That's the core of what we want to get to in this episode. So, Brian, I'm going to just hit you with a few questions. First one is, should a random bourbon geek like myself in coming to Louisville, what should my expectations be in my bourbon hunting?
1: Yeah, and, I mean, it is interesting because, again, being from here, I try and keep a a low down or, like, see in my local area – if stuff's popping off, wherever. You know, it used to be I would suggest to you, you know, you're not going to, I don't know, I feel like there's days where I would suggest you're not going to get anything if you're in on the weekend. Then there's other days I would say, oh yeah, it's going to be the weekend when you get something not during the week. I think COVID has shaken a lot of stuff. Sometimes we had some stores here that would have specific planned sporadic releases, but, but planned, right, uh, releases for products. It may or may not line up with a trip. Um, but with all that and not having lines specifically at these stores, it's been a little bit more random. And, and some people are for that and some people are against that. And I will, I will come back and I will say, even people who live here have had a, a mixed experience with what they will and won't find. So, going back to your question of what to expect Um, expect nothing. I think it's probably the (laughs) best suggestion, you know, and that will keep you from being disappointed Sure, because there are even times where I probably could even point you in the direction of a good store that has a good pick right now, Mm. you know, but again, um, a piece of, a piece of information, like if I'm going to Knoxville, I think it would be, uh, it would actually, I feel like maybe make a waste of a trip if I try to hit every liquor store directly off the highway on my way from here to Knoxville, because they're probably the most frequented. And they likely won't have anything. So I would stop and stop and stop and maybe not hit anything. And then once I get to Knoxville, I think I would probably find myself a little naive to think I'm going to come into a stag or something like that. Right. So, But would I go to a store in place I've heard good things about and see if they have some good picks? Maybe even they let me taste through them. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And so, you know, what should you expect coming to Louisville? I, I would probably say set your expectations pretty low. But a couple of things that you that would be more often than not, you know, try and find someone who's in Louisville who who might know of a couple of places to hit or just do some research of what some popular stores are. And I think the best thing to first look for is are there any good picks there of some, you know, you might say, oh, that's common stuff. But again, you're as we talked about on the Four Roses episode and stuff, you're going to have variety in that. So, you know, that's good. But at the same time, you know, we do have some places in town that I would probably steer you to and say, you know, maybe you want to try Lux Row. You know, I've been a big fan of this double barrel, this 12-year product. I think it's one of my favorite bottles that came out in 2020. And it seems like it's relatively widely available. Or like you and I learned, you know, going to Bardstown Bourbon Company, there is stuff in that lineup of products that is sitting there that, if you were blinded it, would likely win or be very high scoring that you might you know, if you see it on a shelf, it won't be twice. You might pass it. yeah. You know, and, and having those experiences of, at those distilleries, they do have, some of them will have some product on the shelf there. Even right now, if you were to go, which it might be close today, if you go to the Evan Williams experience, just down the road here on Main Street, they have C920, Elijah sure. Craig barrel-proof, you know, that you could just walk in and get. Yeah. And that's the thing that in some places you're, you're hunting for.
0: Yeah, so let's break it down. Maybe this way would be helpful is, like, there's sort of three directions you can go. One direction would be what stores do I stop at. Number two would be can I score at distilleries and how might I do that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, number three would be um, you know what's the what are the tips and tricks, insider information, uh, similar. Well, well, we'll get there. I don't want to I don't want to leak it right now. But let's let's start with the stores because I, I had this question and sort of wrestled with this yesterday as I'm running all around town is where do I stop and and why? Um, Where do I expect to be able to walk in? And if I'm gonna find something that's like really special, what's the best chance of that? And I'm actually gonna record a video tonight for the YouTube channel and say, what did I buy in Louisville and why? Uh, So we'll talk a little bit about what I bought, but specifically if I'm asking you, Brian, what store should I stop at if I have a day? What are you gonna say and why? Like What kind of places are you going to point me to? And then yeah. I'll share actually where I went.
1: Yeah. I mean, for the experience of, again, you're, you're coming into Louisville um, and we now have one. It's not in Lexington only. Um, just for the sake of seeing some cool stuff, even if you're not going to buy, I want to make the recommendation Justin's House of Bourbon. You know, it was only in Lexington. We have one in Louisville now, but they do have, you know, they do consignment on bottles. So they have things that you cannot find in the stores today. But it's going to come at a price. You might not want to do that. But again, Louisville's touristic. You know, we people come here for multiple reasons, but choose to, to do the bourbon trail. And so, you know, you will find some stores that are going to charge a lot of money because they there are people who make a lot more than probably you or I who come in and do not care about that. They just, I got buddies in town. We're drinking yeah. one of those old crows tonight.
0: Yeah. So if they're bringing, you know, if it's a buddies trip and they all make, you know, multiple six figures and you know they, they plan to drop 10 g's on this trip they probably won't bat an eye at dropping a grand for a, a chessman yeah and for Old people
1: process. who might be listening to that who that that is you you know no judgment your hotel your hotels Good in just house suburban there are, are offerings for you you know those hotels will have you know your slightly allocate you know some of your mictor stuff your Sazerac products maybe even your Buffalo Trace Antique Collection that, that you could pay a premium for and drink it immediately, you know? And again, Justin's is not any exception to that. They have daily bottles as well, so it's a nice shop to do. Plus, they do their own picks. Um, but, you know, what, what is for here in Louisville, what's kind of chain- would be liquor barn. Mm-hmm. Would be total wine. So total wine is pretty global, you know, yeah. or, or I don't want to say global, but around the U.S. So
0: we, yeah, we have we have three in the Milwaukee yeah. area.
1: So yeah. we have we have two of them here. So, uh, but I, but I say that because even while you are visiting, which isn't the case all the time, Zazrak products went out, right? Yep. Yep. And so you know, you got a little bit of a taste of what it would be like living here because I told you, hey, I'm seeing this. It's Blanton's. It's on the shelf. If you're close, go now. Ten minutes later, I'm saying,
0: Probably I can't hear from
1: you big. if you haven't seeing that I've called you twice, whatever, like don't go anymore. Yeah, And and that's a little bit of what it's like in Louisville. You know, it's, you might get lucky. You might get a lead on something and be in the, in the right place, right time. Um, And in, in this particular case, you know, I saw that they had Blantons on the shelf. And so I was like, Hey, I was
0: probably there 25 minutes after
1: you. Texted. Yeah. It, it, you know, you just missed it. And that happens a lot here too. You kind of shake that off, but then you went back and fortunately well, I found was standing.
0: Something. Yeah. So I was there 25 minutes after you texted me that they had blends and it was gone. It was off the shelf. And I'm sitting there looking at the empty spot, and they roll out four cases of EH Taylor small batch. And I was like, well, that's a pretty good consolation prize. Yeah, which
1: again is not an expectation you can have. But again, if you know someone around, they might be able to help guide you. There are people who have come in on a weekday for work, completely unrelated from like some of my friends from Cincinnati who have come in just by chance. And I say, hey, you know, I saw, I heard, I didn't score, but I heard that they might have. Weller Full if you were to stop at some Cox's. Um There's a place here called Cox's Smokers Outlet. They do tobacco and some other stuff. And and a guy went and he ended up getting like three Weller foolproof from a couple Dung. of stores he hit and like some other picks and stuff. And yeah. again, I didn't score anything, but just randomly, just because he checked in with me and I told him, hey, maybe go here, It it's uh, it's hit or miss. But yeah. again, another store is um, Cox's Smokers Outlet, which uh, for me and some other of my friends, you know, we're we're moving towards a little bit more of like patroning the Coxes than we are Liquor Barn and Total Wine, just because Liquor Barn and Total Wine, Total Wine specifically, I feel like has kind of like tried to push other uh, companies kind of out a little bit on in terms of their pricing. And then, you know, some of the more independent stores, they have a hard time um, combating that. Now, Coxes still has a lot of locations here in Louisville. And just in general, I feel like, you know, they offer you a lot of what you'll get at a, a larger liquor barn and which is still look kentucky local or you know generally um but it's still bigger it's it's the not total wine if you will sure um and so those are like the three places i feel like if you ever go they likely have a section with picks um and they and they could potentially have something behind the counter on a weekend or something like
0: that yeah i got a sleeper pick for you here in louisville and probably probably passed over by a lot of the geeks who come down because they're like, ah, oh, what are they going to have? But Kroger liquor stores, I mean, if you just hit up a whole bunch of Kroger's, you'll probably find something just because there's more of particular products in that get uh, allocated to Kentucky than in other areas. Like yesterday, uh, the Knob Creek 12-year cask strength, that's not in Wisconsin at all. It was at Total Wine yesterday, but I picked up mine before I went to Total Wine at Kroger. So Kroger had it, 80 bucks, yellow sticker, boom, awesome. And actually a couple years ago at the Kroger in Bardstown was where I got my 2018 Four Roses limited edition small batch, the mm-hmm. 130th anniversary. Just walked in at the right time because they just set it out. It's off, sometimes behind the counter or in the glass case, but you might stumble in on something if you're coming in at the right time where you get uh, you know, a semi-allocated or even fully allocated product and you're gonna get it at MSRP at Kroger. They they just yeah, absolutely. jack up the prices. So that's a win. Yeah, I actually got a Henry McKenna for 38 yesterday at Kroger. Yeah, and even
1: well. at Target, you can likely find Henry McKenna, even if mm. nowhere else here. If it's one of the ones that sell. And again, you know, speaking on what you just said, you know, for us people in Louisville, I would say a lot of them, not all of them, are like they're hunters. So like they might be after the the hard to find stuff. So something, even though it's hard to find for you it might not be hard to find for us so you might like that 12 year knob creek even if i saw it somewhere i probably wouldn't have thought much about it so sure the fact that it's a snag for you but not for me get, yeah. just goes to show just about anywhere you go there might be stuff that like for us old carter sits on the shelf but some people yeah. are like no that american whiskey i cannot find that i cannot
0: get yeah that. i would love to get that you i know, was Kentucky actually out. looking for it i yeah. can find that
1: stuff you know you could almost every day find in a case at a liquor barn, and it just sits here because we don't need it or we have a lot allocated to the state so so it's there, that for outsiders might be, like, really good snags.
0: Yeah, I've heard nothing but good stuff about Old Carter, but I haven't had a shot at it.
1: And, again, I mean, any weekend could be different, but in this weekend that you chose to come, um, Thursday, I believe, going into Friday, Kroger's is some seem to have put out a Weller foolproof pick and an E.H. Taylor single barrel pick. Wow! I did I did not hit. I just saw in the aftermath that, that they got some. Westport Whiskey and Wine apparently had another Old Forrester barrel strength pick. Again, I didn't get there in enough time. It was in the evening. But they did put out a Buffalo Trace pick. You and I were on our way to Bargetown. Right. When it happened, I was able to order on the app. Boom. And then for you coming in, I mean, it was almost like when you go to Hawaii and they put a lay on you when you come in a town. As soon as Drew comes up, I hand him a, a, a box of... a mictors toasted rye bundle because mictors right now they're starting open so they will do curbside pickups and i was able to get a curbside pickup that you were able to take back with you
0: yeah so let's get into the distillery stuff then because that is the other that's the whole other avenue of trying to score is you know there's mictors is doing some curbside pickups you know i know angels envy will drop some of their limited stuff at the distillery Old Forester will drop Lord knows what, Lord knows when. And then Heaven Hill is pretty bankable that they'll put some interesting stuff out, whether it's the Old Fitz decanters, that's not unusual at all for them to put in the gift shop, or it's their standard sort of distillery offering of the William Heaven Hill that's like almost always there,
1: right? Yeah, it seems like pretty regularly. So they have, uh, I feel like William Heaven Hills generally when it's around time for a release, which, you know, we did have one. You could see it a lot um but then even elijah craig toasted around now again you know depending on when if you listen to this a year later this might not be relevant but in this present time you can see uh, barrel strength elijah craig you can see toasted um, henry mckenna which for a lot of people is still very difficult to to acquire Um, and then grenades you can get these little 125 proof um 200 mil i believe you know bottles of elijah craig too but again yeah maybe parker's heritage right now maybe uh, an old fitz decanter uh, and then again on the random chance they've been doing these events lately for pickup exclusively either at the bourbon heritage center or uh, evan williams experience on a specific day for some of these kind of releases so i mean those are more few and far between but yeah you're right you know you there are people i hear come in on a weekend and they're dry everywhere they go but um for us locals too i mean i uh, again i hope i'm not blowing this huge tip and ruining everyone's chance but you know Hot off the heels of us talking about Four Roses is, you know, that's one thing I look for on a weekly or bi-weekly or whatever basis is, does either Lawrenceburg at the actual distillery or um, the gift shop of the Barrel Reserve in Cox's Creek, does Four Roses have barrel selects? Yeah. You know, great value, especially from them where the retailers are, are, are kind of inching up a little bit higher. I mean, they're $70 at the distillery and, you know, they usually lately have been rolling out, at least at the reserve. I've seen three, maybe more, but I think at least three of the barrels from this particular run I've been telling you that I've been a big fan of. So for someone who, one, has a run that he likes, well, it's been very, been very lucky. And right, turn, right around the holidays, too, I think combined between the two locations, ended up putting out at least one barrel from every recipe. Oh, that's pretty rare. Right. So there was OESOs, there was BSOs, everything.
0: Yeah, I'd like to have all ten in my collection and then pop them all. But I think I have six or seven different ones. Yeah. right Yeah, and
1: like we said, I mean, we won't hit on the four rows thing. You know, that that's still ten all ten of one recipe might still have as much variance of ten of uh, the same recipe. So
0: you mean but, all ten of all ten recipes versus ten of one recipe? Four rows. Yeah. yeah, I, I right, mean, you right. know, it's, yeah. it
1: is something to get caught up in, but at the same time, it's still cool. Sure, it's still yeah. neat, but yeah, I mean, Four Roses has that available to it as well. And then again, you know, some of it's—I feel like right now it's a sleeper. Maybe in a couple of years it won't be. But being able to roll into Bargetown Bourbon Company and yep. hit on some some variants, which is neat. But then some stuff that just has really good juice. Uh, yeah. And you know, we haven't—we're still early in the podcast, so we haven't really um, gotten a chance to talk about this stuff floating on the market of this like mysterious like. 15-year-esque whatever juice that seems to be coming up in a couple of various brands. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's still, even though we haven't really talked about it, it still exists. And it seems to have made its way into several products and products that are not necessarily disappearing off the shelf. So for someone who is going after well-aged whiskey, if you're not able to score Knob Creek pick at a store, which you'd usually have a really good chance of doing, those are kind of bottles that might sit at some of these places and have a really good flavor profile that you can pick yeah. up in.
0: Yeah. So in terms of like stores and distilleries, if you're like, okay, you, if, if you've got to tell somebody, you should try these three places if you really want to score, or you really need to try these three bottles that you can probably get while you're here, what would those be? Yeah, so the,
1: fortunately with Four Roses, is you can always call, the gift shops.
0: And if the, you're there early in the day, they almost always have the If anyone's barrel, coming barrel in town strain. on a
1: Friday or Saturday or Sunday, I would almost always say go to the Bourbon Heritage Center. You know, at Heaven Hill. At Heaven Hill at open. You know, get there a little early. I think it might be advantageous for you to do so. Um that that is definitely a place I would send you. And then I would say call Four Roses both gift shops at open cuz they'll tell you if they have something. They won't hold it for you, but at least you won't necessarily have to waste a trip. If you're in the area, cool check it. You know, Cox's Creek is on the way to Bargetown, or out of Bargetown. Um, the distillery is in Lawrenceburg, so closer to Frankfurt, but you know, definitely worth stopping. I feel like you almost always could score there, but you're able to at least check to see if it's worth it, if you would be going out of your way. Um, and then a third one, you said stores too, not specific yeah, to I distilleries? Yeah, I mean,
0: stores or, or bottles. So, like, I'm thinking about you know some of what we've been able to try, what I know is out there right now, so I'll drop my picks here in a minute, but it's like, oh, if you want to take something special home, where, what do they have to do? So Four Roses Stop, I completely agree with. That's one of mine as well. Heaven Hill's probably a safe bet that you can get something cool there that you can't get in Milwaukee. For mm-hmm.
1: Man, that last piece is tricky. I mean, I feel like one of the stores that just has a good, reputable, reputable name behind them for picks is Westport Whiskey and Wine. Yeah. yeah. Um, another one that I feel like has done good picks, but I don't know they always carry them in stock. Um, or, or I don't know, they've had a lot lately would be Old Town. You know, and some people might be familiar with that store. They've probably seen it on Neat if they have watched that. But it, it's down the street from where we're recording right now. It's a nice little store, and ha- and you could buy single cans of beer too. So if you're wanting to ex- explore a little bit of beer, it's a place that I like to go to try those. Um, and I, I don't usually buy my whiskey there, but they do do picks as well. Um, but Westport Whiskey Wine always seems to do really trustworthy picks. I think I align with their palates. It seems they do go for more of the good body, and like a lot of sweetness, which is something I like. Yeah. So I would say that, but I might be drawn, I mean, I'd be curious to hear what you say because right now I think I draw a blank on much of anything else presently.
0: Yeah. Well, I know, uh, you know, some of the liquor barn locations, you can taste their single barrels as well. And they have so many barrel picks there. So, are they all of the same quality? Probably not. Like, they have a lot of barrel picks of just some stuff I would never buy. Like, the Redemption, the new Redemption barrel picks, is Young MGP. The new Old Scout picks, Young MGP. I'm not really interested in, in those. It's right. not really my profile. Like, if um, you know, I'd, I'd rather have a really, really good Knob Creek pick than a uh, Young MGP pick. So, th- but, I mean, they probably had 20 different barrel picks when I was in there. And when you go to one liquor barn, they're going to have all... You're not going to get one pick at a liquor barn that you're not able to get at a different liquor barn. They share the barrels is what it looked like to me yesterday. Um, But at the same time, there's a lot there to choose from. And they've got (laughs) – and if a bourbon's available in Kentucky, they have it at liquor barn. It's an unbelievable uh, selection that they have. Um, And if barrel products, barrel bourbon products, aren't available in your particular market, they're still not available in Wisconsin – They've got a really great selection of barrel uh, bourbon products, which I think are generally underrated. Blending is something we talked about a couple days ago. Uh, I think it's developing quality in the industry, and barrel does a great job. So if, you know, like Batch 26, I think was one of Fred Minnick's, I think was number two in his whiskeys of 2020, that was still sitting on the shelves at Liquor Barn. And if you
1: want to go after something that's accessible profile wise too, I mean it's kind of a sleeper, and I don't want to let it read. I mean I'm not going to go super wordy about it, but you know I'm not huge on the Starlight train right now, but a lot of people presently are. It's and it, just and, over the river. and it's just over the river. I mean it's a little bit of a drive, but really, really beautiful little campus area too. But they always seem to have bottles of stuff there too of either you know some rye or some some bourbons, and depending on the day, you might be able to kind of. Catch Christian or Dad or something like that and and taste through some things. so I mean, that could be a thing, but it's it, it could be something you're interested in, but I do think too, you know, they seem to have a lot of stuff in their gift shop available, and those generally seem to be good price points, but at the same breath, like Kroger, I feel like, has a lot of starlight uh, picks for of their of their own. you know that's something that's around a lot. Again, I'm not going to harp on it too much, but it is some make that is done here locally. Um, that that you can find as well, if that's kind of your your thing.
0: Yeah, the other thing I was going to say, which you alluded to earlier, was that Bardstown Bourbon Company, I think, has to be a stop. Which, when I first came a couple years ago, and they were brand new, I was like, this just seems like a money pit, you know? <laughs> like, it's so nice. The their, their facility there in Bardstown is incredibly nice, and their food was really good. This seems like an all-flash kind of place. But having tasted some of their products and knowing what they're doing, I think you guys gotta go by, take a tour, do the tasty taste, and and I think you'll be kind of floored. So the two, two products in particular that I was just like, well, wow, dang, was the Discovery batch four. That was unbelievable, and you can still grab that now. You may still be able to grab that in certain places when this episode goes live. If not, you should definitely look out for a Discovery series on the shelf near you. I know they're expanding markets. They're actually going to be in Wisconsin starting this year, so that's exciting.
1: Yeah, this podcast is definitely not sponsored by BBC, even though you would think so, from us talking about them from the first recording it's going pretty on. Fresh. Although it could be eventually BBC. Um, You know, and one thing that's interesting with what you said, too, you know, I'm trying to talk to some of my friends while we're not recording. A buddy's going to give me a sample of, of Batch 2. He said, you know, t- you know, Discovery 2's got a lot of sweetness, if you like that brown sugar stuff, whereas 4 has... Uh, more of the wood, the oak stuff, which you and I both probably noticed on our tasting and. Yeah, I like yeah. that so i'm I'm curious to try two, but i've that doesn't mean I haven't heard good things about three. I've heard three has a lot of good complexity, um, and it is also great. So, you know, yeah, I, I don't want to go too wax poetic on on them, but i was I was a little bit more impressed as I, I I've been growingly getting more impressed with them as a brand, and it was only more solidified with our recording
0: and that Pfeiffer Pavit finished one though, so that was what. 10 year old Dickel, yeah aged in pfeiffer pavit cabernet which you know finished i'd be like man you know I'm not, i really like bourbon you know i don't really want you to mess with it but that was so good you can't argue with what tastes dang good and some of their other uh finished releases have been really well received not that i've been able to try all of them but what was the the cognac finish the what was that called um, I'm sure the Chateau de la Yeah, that one. Yeah, so the bourbon junkies they they rave about that one. Yeah, um, I'm I, a big fan
1: I, of it too. It. Okay, uh, I know some people. It's it's kind of polarizing, but I do like it a lot. And again, you kind of hit on this. Maybe we didn't exactly emphasize it, but I will right now too. A deviation from BBC, but you know, I always think it's a sure bet whenever you travel to any market and say, even if you shout it, kind of like Will Ferrell will going into the coffee shop, "World's best coffee" or something like that. Or I'm in love and I don't care who knows. It's kind of that sort of way. You could go pretty much any store in, in the city and say, do you have a Knob Creek pick? Do you have a Four Rose? Like those are the two that this spec-wise line up to be good. So if you're if you're not necessarily a, a Knob Creek drinker right now, not because you have and you don't like it, I'm not going to try and re-encourage you to like something you've decided that you don't. But you know, if you have not really explored Knob Creek but you might like some older whiskey, something a little bit more proof. But no, it's a little bit rough around the edges. You know, markets are usually... There's probably some store in every city that's going to have a Knob Creek pick. And those are just great value for the price. I mean, it's usually like $55 bottle or
0: something. Yeah, yeah. I saw Knob Creek picks, oh gosh, probably 15 yesterday. And I mean, they're around Wisconsin too. Like, there's no shortage of Knob Creek picks everywhere, which... Uh, as you said no shame in that game did some great whiskeys
1: yeah and i'm not trying to necessarily say hey these are the only things you can buy in these places but with any luck and there might be some restrictions in this present day and age to that but hopefully you could go into those stores and you can try them and you might have a baseline for that brand to see hey is this pick better similar or worse than like what my expectation is and i think those are things that you just you know it's not every day you could walk in and say don't want to try this before i buy do i have the opportunity know, is it something I already think might be in my wheelhouse and then add to your collection if you want to versus just blindly adding because you see it on a shelf or something. Yeah. Yeah, and one thing, again, that we haven't really mentioned, you know, it could be for this podcast or another one, you know, there are a lot of people in town who do have connections with their stores. You know, they'll have people, their stores that they frequent, and so they are, you know, I will 100% agree that that whiskey in general – has everything to do with relationships, and that and the same thing can be said with picking some up from for stores. And there's a lot of people even in Louisville who they don't get to find anything. They're either not lucky, not fast enough, or or don't have relationships. Maybe other reasons too. And you know it's frustrating to them. And you'll hear people say it's important. Relationships are important. Relationships are important. And I will not dismiss this. However, you know I will also say I am not one of the ones who has a lot of those. You know a lot of, of my, several of my friends are. Uh, for various reasons at various places. But um, in my particular journey, a lot of what I get is just, you know, trying to be, trying to find, get that, or, you know, have heard from someone else, which is still relational. It's just not my relation directly with a retailer. Um, And so, uh, again, just as, as a tip for those who are listening who might live still in town, but they don't, you know, look for that stuff. If they're not able to keep eyes and ears to the ground a whole lot, you know, I strongly encourage you to have a place that you go for your dailies. Have a place you go to get a bottle of wine for, you know, you and your your partner or, or a friend or something like that if you're hanging out, or a place that you go to pick up beer and kind of make that a spot because um, it's growing that there are stores that you want to that you patron because you have found stuff there before, a la liquor barn or total wine, but those stores don't always have your back, and you start to find out when like corporate says this is how we're going to do it now. And like, maybe it worked for you before. or Maybe you have a manager at a, at a shop that has helped you before. But like, if that person goes away, like the store doesn't owe it to you, anything. And so, um, but again, you're, you're able to build relationships with folks and it can be hard, you know, you know, what, how am I going to tell a newcomer who's only just now coming to bourbon? Hey, start shopping at this place and like, and build up that relationship. Well, people have been doing that for years, you know? It is difficult to grow into a what seems like a tiered system in a product that has uh, in, a, in a product category that has been around for a long time with stores that have been established for a long time with allocations that are shrinking. You know that that's a, a mystery to a puzzle. I I can't necessarily solve. For yeah. you. But it still doesn't mean you shouldn't you know try and find a place that maybe aligns with you palate wise or can get things um, in that you appreciate outside of whiskey and uh, and just be a, a a patron of them here in town.
0: Yeah, for sure. All right, let's talk about uh things people need to watch out for. Um, you know, one of the things we mentioned is you know some distilleries have stuff uh that you can go to, but don't assume every time you go into you know every distillery that they're going to have things available for you. So it's important to be gracious when you're visiting all these places and don't bring a sense of entitlement with you. For instance, if you're going to go and visit Buffalo Trace, um, you know if you're there at dawn and you get in a line, if you're there three hours early before they open and you get in a massive line, you may be able to pull a bottle of Blanton's out, the, out of there. Maybe. It's definitely not a guarantee. So when you go to these places, don't necessarily expect you're going to be able to pull exactly what you want to. And in particular with Buffalo Trace and, and Old Forrester, it's just such a hit or miss experience that, you know, don't go there specifically for the reason of finding, you know, uh, an allocated whiskey. Like if you want to go check out Buffalo Trace, it's a beautiful campus. I haven't even actually been there, but the pictures are amazing. Oh, it's gorgeous. Yeah, Brian says it's gorgeous. Take his word for it. Uh, that's great, and probably reason to go take the tour. The Buffalo Trace tour is legendary, um, but don't expect to pull something allocated. And and as you plan on coming to Louisville and Greater Kentucky for tours, make sure you talk to people too because the tours vary in their their quality and who they're specifically kind of catering toward. For instance, the Old Forester Distillery in Whiskey Row in Louisville. I took the tour at that particular location and I was I was overwhelmed by the aesthetics, unbelievably gorgeous. Like the still is set up in this massive room with skylights and their entryway has these overstuffed leather yeah, it's things.
1: beautiful. unbelievable. And they have their own uh cooperage in there.
0: Yeah, which is for show. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the thing about that that particular location and that tour, is yes, do they have a cooperage where there's one guy working for the tours? Yes, they do. Um, you know, do they have some barrels in there for their uh, their single barrel program? Yeah, they do. But by and large, the whole thing, including their uh, mash tubs, seems set up for the tourist experience. Nothing about that tour feels authentic to me. As as lovely as it is and as helpful as it is for somebody who knows nothing about bourbon so if you go on the old forester tour and you've never been on a whiskey tour you're gonna have a great time you're gonna learn a lot it's a very uh copacetic experience um almost sterile not sterile it's a very clean well put together experience for the new bourbon consumer or for the person who's just like oh i'm in kentucky i need to go on a bourbon tour but it's not as raw as maybe a bourbon geek would like, especially compared to a tour like Willet, you know, where it's mon pop, basically distillery, small distillery. It's dirty by the still. <laughs> so like uh what I recommend is talking to somebody who's been through a lot of the bourbon trail to be to tell them sort of what you're looking for and then they could be like, Well, maybe this tour, not that tour, because there is a pretty big variance in the experience for uh, another good example and then brian i'd like to hear your your thoughts on this but the bourbon heritage center at heaven hill uh, you know like my wife and i did the bourbon connoisseur tasting experience and it's sort of like quasi bourbon connoisseur you know you didn't get a taste parker's heritage didn't get a taste old fitz decanter it's, it was pikesville henry mckenna Elijah Craig Barrel Proof, and then a William Heaven Hill release. And while it was fine, it wasn't like, oh yeah, that's, you know, that, I really felt like I learned a lot. And again, I'm a very educated consumer. Um, but then comparing that experience to like the the long tour at Makers, where they take you through literally every part of their operation. You're outside and you're inside. You're in six different buildings Um, You know, just completely different experiences. And one may be good for you if you just want to taste what Heaven Hill has versus experiencing an entire distillery like you do at Makers. You know, just make sure you understand what you're in for before you go. Unless you're just like, hey, I've never been. I want to experience as much as I can. And then by all means, sign up for all the things so brian what uh what thoughts would you have to give people on distilleries to stop at you know the tours to take or maybe eh, just be aware of this
1: yeah and unrelated to get, getting bottles right just like yeah, being able yeah, to go just to more
0: like what are you looking out for when you stop someplace
1: <laughs> yeah i mean that's a that is a great question um i mean so if it is not a sunday when it would be closed i mean as you got to experience i would say will it so keep in mind it is rare these days you're gonna pull Willett Family Estate, but still, it's the highest point in Nelson County. They'll tell you that on the tour, and to me, every time I drive there, I just I feel like it's a different place than other stops on the Bourbon Trail, and not because it's like got a beautiful campus like Buffalo Trace or um, Makers in terms of like it, it's rolling or anything like that. But I mean, you go up there and you you kind of look down at Heaven Hill, and then it just seems. Quiet there it seems just a little bit different you Got the ponds there everything there I just I just love yeah. and then th- what boy I'm, what I'm going to is because of the, the restaurant oh, so the yeah. bar at Willet yeah. to me is just one I mean while we know that um another place that's great to eat there is at BBC uh in Bargetown I, I'm I'm a big fan of not only the fact that you could taste through some amazing bottles at Willet and kind of talking about what what Drew had hit I'm not Drew excuse me Talking about what Josh had hit on, you know, you don't always have to find a bottle of Family Estate, um, but you'll be able to taste through and have some amazing pours of bottles you probably won't have have in your collection. That doesn't make the pour less, you know, you'll be able to experience some stuff that might be a one time like, man, I'm glad I did that or that was fun. But the food there is just really intriguing and everything I've ever had there is delicious. Plus, I feel like you could always maybe get the egg salad sandwich, which just happens to be such a great sandwich that it has its own Instagram account.
0: Yeah, so Brian started an Instagram account for the egg salad sandwich at the bar at Willet. So right. and what's that handle exactly?
1: The egg salad sandwich at Willet.
0: <laughs> which I was like, okay, like, can it be that good? It is that good. It's So the bread is slightly toasty, but still soft. And the egg salad is rich, uh, not overly mustardy. I mean, it's just perfect. Got a smoked
1: duke, so it has just like a touch of smoked kind of thing
0: to right it. Right amount mm. of garlic. And then it's finished with this cured egg yolk. Oh, it's, the, it's, oh,
1: it's a dream.
0: Yeah. I, I thought it was cheese. It certainly has a cheesy essence. But, man, that was good. Yeah, so will it's definitely a spot. That you have to stop and, and see. Um, yeah,
1: again, and not that it's not beautiful. It's just you know going there to eat. I I definitely think you would not be upset that you did that
0: yeah. to eat and drink there. And I think the tour, I think the tour is good. You know, you're you can get right up over the mash tons. You can Plus, see I'm pretty sure some of their products
1: still. are Kentucky, like I don't pure Kentucky, Kentucky vintage. Um, you can
0: get those elsewhere, but the, okay, some of the uh, Bargetown old, Bottle and bond, right, or they have Kentucky the Bargetown...
1: Only. the. The old Bartown Estate. I don't know if that is Kentucky exclusive or not.
0: Uh, I don't think it is.
1: I I don't know. But, I mean, they've got a lot of good stuff in in their shelf, um, on their shelves. You almost always can get Family Estate Rye, which, you know, is increasingly on the shelves in retailers more. But you can always get that there, which is hard for people to find.
0: It's not really uh, in Wisconsin very much. When it does get dropped, it gets bought pretty quick. But it is all over the place here. I saw it numerous times yesterday so that's a nice pickup too where it's you know that's a lovely bottle and it's a really solid rye that's a pretty pretty rad take home uh what else so
1: what are some other places man i I, I mean so it's
0: like is buffalo Trace someplace people should go what about wild turkey we haven't even hit on wild yeah
1: to be honest i've only been to wild turkey the one time i went to pick up a bottle of the 17-year bottle and bond from there and um it has a unique look to it, but uh, in a lot of history, I feel like when I went into like the gift store area, there are places kind of to walk um, through and see a lot of pictures and has some text and stuff. But I have honestly not spent a lot of time there t- to really know. Um, you know, Buffalo Trace is cool, be- uh, and not to keep bouncing back there, but because they have a free tour.
0: Yeah, well, and they have so levels of
1: tours. Yeah, and so I mean, it's it, you know, we've we've brought our kids there before, and I, not that I necessarily think it's. it's Exactly, kid friendly. I mean, they got a great playground and stuff there too. It's definitely a cool stop, even if you want to just like have a, a picnic or something like that. Um, but yeah, uh, Wild Turkey. I'm not actually um, too sure on. I'm like what that tour experience looks like, or or what exactly you get to see in that. And I kind of had a, a very direct there and back um, on the time that I had gone there. Are there. Um, I and I mean off topic, but uh, you know we have. Opener and King's Brandy Distillery over here yeah, too. That's what I was going to ask you was a about. A bar over small there too. Distilleries, that's really
0: neat. craft distilleries that are you know New Riff is up, not in Louisville area, but uh, just on the Kentucky side of the river uh, in Cincinnati.
1: Yeah, so not too far away. Yeah. Um, and you know you have uh, a store right in the same parking lot there too. Party, Party source, Party source yeah. that you know again you could look at for some picks too. So if you wanted to kind of make that. That trip to see a new riff, a lot of people do. Come into Louisville, go up that way. Oh, or just head into Cincinnati, drive down to Louisville, go back up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Copper and King's is neat, uh, if if nothing else. It's definitely neat.
0: Uh, there's the old E.H. Uh, e. Taylor Distillery now. Yeah, Bullet uh, is one, too. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah what about, you're saying, yeah. um, Copper and King. No. Or yeah. Copper,
1: Castle and <laughs> Castle and Castle.
0: <laughs> <King. laughs> Copper and King. I was blanking on Blankety it. Blank? blank blank. And but blank. But they and just blank released blank. their rye restoration restoration rye Rye.
1: which i've heard some good stuff about not had it myself but uh yeah so uh i mean that that just looks like uh, again has good uh places to shoot photos of and whatnot has a lot of history to it as well uh but again another one that i've not been to
0: yeah i mean there's so many places to stop uh you know i'm gonna handle it in in waves here you know i i went in my first trip down here to just do bourbon tourism, we did Old Forester and Whiskey Row. Um, and then we went to Bardstown. We stopped at the Four Roses bottling plant on the way. And then in Bardstown, we did Willet. We did Heaven Hill. We drove down to Loretta, and we did Maker's Mark. And then we stopped at uh, Bardstown Bourbon Company for lunch one day. And all those places, like I said, were great, but Heaven Hill was just brief of course we didn't go on the warehouse tour but once you've seen one rickhouse you've kind of seen them all so as amazing as a, a rickhouse experience is because the smell is just awesome of old wood and angel share spirit in the air uh it's one of those things where it's like okay it's another group of barrels this is cool i guess um that bardstown epicenter is uh kind of a fun place to be
1: a lot of people will actually tell you to go out to the Cooperage. I've, again, I've not done that. I imagine independent state. yeah, I've not been there to know what that process looks like. But again, I mean, if you, I mean, it's a enormous part of this process. I imagine it'd be really, really neat.
0: Yeah, to Yeah, I have also heard that that's a pretty, pretty cool place to stop in and check out. Last conversation topic: If somebody's down here for bourbon tourism, is there any other place they should see in the greater Louisville area? Totally unrelated to bourbon. But, you know, I was thinking about the Bernheim Forest, yeah. um, you know, driving out toward Bardstown. My wife, while she sort of respects bourbon, doesn't care about it. Mm-hmm. So we were together and she was supportive of me uh, exploring my hobbies. But uh, then, you know, she wanted to do some hiking. So that was a great place um, to kind of go together outside right. of bourbon.
1: Yeah, depending on how far you want to go. I mean, Mammoth Cave. And the you know just the state park around there is, is really cool as well um, in that particular regard. And then again, if you're into, I mean, I don't know if you want me to go into food and Bev or just completely outside of that. again, not presently open, but uh, it will be in the future, so I'll talk about it. I mean, there are some really cool bars around here. Um, the number one that I generally like to recommend, unless actually about the quality of the beverage that you'll that you'll get there. But I just think if you were to um, go to Hell or High Water, it's a bar here in town. Um, don't look up too much about it. Just if it is open, and and if it is at the time of listening to this podcast, and you're you're making a trip to Louisville, just go. So I, that's all I really want to say about that.
0: The Louisville Slugger Museum and Factory. If you like yeah, baseball, that's a thing. Yeah, I mean, as far as like tourist traps, if you like baseball, you kind of have to go, and I enjoyed it. You know. That, I, i I, i'm a baseball guy yeah we
1: got i mean we got the new soccer stadium too so you know you'll have some the some of the football games going on there if that's your thing so i mean we we have some sports teams doing some things here that you could catch if that's that's sort of your vibe um but i do agree we have really good parks so i mean there's a lot of places for you to get outdoors um if you wanted to
0: yeah one of my goals is to come down in september and uh what something you and I should talk about is what do we do around the Kentucky bourbon festival, um, Fred Minnick's festival, bourbon and beyond. Like those are things that I want to experience because I've not been to like whiskey assemblages, assemblies, uh, crowds full of whiskey geeks. And of course, COVID shut all that down last okay. year, but, um, going into this year, that's something I'd particularly like to experience if they actually host them. Right. Have you, did you go to any of those ever? any of the festivals
1: okay you know um there's yeah there's there's nothing short of things to do in in other years right, yeah, in, right. in places to go or museums or any of that it, it is a weird time to record this and and answer those questions just not knowing what it looks like for for all this stuff. So yeah, hopefully we're like just. The outs, I feel like outdoors is the safest to answer to give
0: right now. Yeah, there are. I so I did look up the other day. It was too cold, but uh, a lot of golf around here too. So uh, hopefully in future trips down, we've got bourbon festivals in our future, lots of golf. But yeah, COVID's been the worst. But again, hopefully we're looking forward to a year where we're coming out of that. Uh, as you guys are able to make it. Over to Kentucky, down to Kentucky, up to Kentucky, definitely worth doing. Uh, you'll be able to spend a, a fun few days eating and drinking your way through these towns and cities. There, There is, um, is a burgeoning food scene pre-COVID, and Brian and I were talking about this. Hopefully a decent amount of places are able to survive it because it's been tough, but we've even eaten some pretty rad meals just the last few days. So, yeah, as soon as that vaccine takes hold, you know, support support the industry, support the, the communities here in Kentucky by booking your trip. You won't be sorry. That's going to wrap us up for today, squad. Hope you enjoyed. Hopefully we've been able to help you prep a little bit for your trip down to Kentucky in terms of how to bottle shop you know, uh, ways to prioritize distillery visits and the like, if you squad,
1: obviously, if you're coming through, shoot me a line. I'd like to know. I'd like to see if I can either help you out or, you know, exchange some samples or, or whatever it is. You know, I, I would love to help make this Louisville, uh, a Louisville experience or a Kentucky experience better for
0: you if I'm able to get some coffee at quills. No doubt. Yeah. So don't hesitate to reach out to us for more tips, questions you guys have. Hit us up on the socials if you guys have show ideas, things you'd like to hear us talk about, people you'd like us to talk to in the bourbon industry. We look forward to bringing a lot more episodes and content to you guys in the future. So you can find us on Instagram at EntryProofPodcast. Uh, You can find us at EntryProofPodcast.com or you can check me out on YouTube at Drew P. Whiskey. Again, I'm Drew. He's not Drew, a.k.a. Brian. Y'all stay healthy, stay safe, and remember to keep it deep.